Hello, and welcome to the Source One podcast. Consider us your source for the latest procurement, supply management, and strategic sourcing insights, anytime, anywhere. If a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? We've all heard that one before, but may not recognize it for its practical value. It does, in fact, have practical value, and I'm here to tell you how it applies to the way we should all be thinking about spend analysis. To that end, let's ask a more specific question. If you perform a spend analysis and it isn't being used properly, does it even matter? Data analysis, spend analysis included, is becoming more and more important to business operations. It's also a lot more prevalent today than it was decades gone by. For procurement pros to do their jobs most effectively, they need data analytics. No questions there. What is questionable is the way we convey and ultimately use the analysis. Too often, analysts get caught up in the data. We spend our time collecting it, cleansing it, centralizing it. But then what? This data obsession is a mistake. We need to shift this preoccupation towards an obsession with developing information and transforming it into knowledge. Only then can we help our organizations create wisdom. So already we're mentioning data, information, knowledge, now wisdom. That's a lot of terms, and many people aren't clear in the difference between them. So let's break them down a little bit. First, data is raw fact. Clean, simple, single-minded fact. By itself, a data point is useless. Information is the organization of data points into a collective whole. Information can be useful in terms of understanding the bigger picture. Knowledge is the application of our subject matter expertise to information. Knowledge takes our information and applies it to our organization specifically. Wisdom is applying our knowledge to real-world problems to generate action. Wisdom allows us to improve upon our process and practice. These concepts may sound familiar to you. They're really just a general summarization of the DIKW pyramid. So let's review in terms of spend analysis and sourcing in general. I don't want to leave things at a conceptual level, though, so let's run through a specific example. An invoice lands on our desk. It's this month's office supplies purchases. I don't know why I like picking on office supplies purchases in these discussions, but I do. So this month's purchase has line items for pens. What do we see? Well, it has a SKU number related to a specific box of pens. We see a count of 60 pens per box, and we see we bought 10 boxes, $5.99 each. All the things we just reviewed are data points, plain and simple. So far, so good. As the months go by, we see several types of pens have been purchased, all at different price points from a handful of different suppliers. We can observe that finance has a thing for black ballpoints, but HR seems to favor blue felt tips. We can review buying habits and watch as they fluctuate over time. Seems like the pens finance prefers are getting a bit more expensive. They also happen to be off-contract purchases as opposed to HR's felt tips. These differences are important bits of information for sourcing purposes. Beyond being important, however, what does this mean to us? Well, for starters, it may mean that spend is starting to get a bit out of control on these pens. If the cheapest pen from the cheapest supplier suffices, then why are we buying all these expensive pens? Plus, if we consolidate pen purchases to a single supplier, ordering would be easier and we may be able to drive cost savings via consolidation among suppliers. This is knowledge. Finally, months later, we've reached our breaking point. These pens are overrunning the office supply spend. They're everywhere. And they're pricey. 
Based on the number of suppliers and the SKUs in play, we need to go to the market to find the best price on the best product and work harder to enforce on-contract office supply purchases. This is actionable wisdom. All this sounds good, so where are we going wrong? Following a path from data inputs to insights to action is exactly what we want to do. That's what we did in our pet example. The problem is that we all too often don't move all the way through. Too many of us as analysts get stuck hovering somewhere between point A, data, and point B, information. We're never really closing in on the level of actionable wisdom to truly make an impact. You can have the best spend analysis in the world, but it won't matter one bit if management comes to you for proactive wisdom, and all you can do is hand them a stack of facts and figures, with a few pie charts thrown in for good measure. So where do we go from here? Well, we need to get better in two ways. First, we need to understand the value of data and where that value ends. Data will always be the crucial foundation of our analysis. However, the only time raw data needs to be presented should be as an addendum to an analysis, to be viewed only if our audience wants to look under the hood. A clear understanding of your data points should never be a requirement to understand the message of your analysis. Then we need to move beyond providing a story and start providing action. Our CEO in the aforementioned Penn Saga isn't interested in what supplier we're using or whether that supplier charges more or less. That CEO wants to know what we're doing to cut costs and maximize value. Our analysis needs to end with a call to action and a specific strategy for success. Once we learn to do these things, we're going to truly be able to make an impact using our analysis. You've been listening to the Source One podcast. For more strategic sourcing and procurement insights every day, visit our blog, The Strategic Sorcerer. Want to provide feedback or suggest a topic for a future episode? Let us know at prrequest at sourceoneinc.com. Thanks for listening.